Here you go, boys. Say, you both look like you got a furfy or two to tell. G'day, everybody, and welcome to Crackin' Furfies, the podcast where we throw some furfies at each other and see if we can bloody guess them. Join me at the bar of my good mates, Dan, Ash, and Tom. Boys, it's good to have you here. It's another bloody weekend. Let's let loose and uh, have some drinks. So let's go around the bar to see what we're drinking. Dan, what are, what's accompanying your tongue today? Today, we have the Pirate Life Earl Grey IPA. Oh, that sounds all right. Pirate Life. That's Ooh. not too bad either. South Australian. Supporting your, your city, Adelaide. G- giving it a try. Yeah, it's um, not too bad. Oh he's, oh, he's got the fancy glass again, boys. Hello. Get that aroma up your nose. <laughs> <laughs> Ignore oh. the poor. This is shocking. Yeah, that head Ooh. isn't too great for um the audio uh, listeners. It's either. a good thing I'm not a bartender because I would sack myself for that. Mm, and the drink I'll, isn't yeah. great either. <laughs> well, look, Dan, we know you haven't been in hospitality for like a couple of weeks at this point, but what's happened <laughs> to that bloody poor? Jesus. I lost my touch. Yeah. One week away from a kitchen and... It's gone. <laughs> it's gone down the down the shitter. Uh, all right, Tom, what are you drinking today, mate? It's been it's been a while in between drinks, but oh, I yes. thought I better you know stick to the namesake and really get up there. Yeah, on the furfy, very nice. Very yeah, nice. right in there. Do, do you enjoy your furfies, or are you just trying to play up the podcast a bit? You know, try and impress the rep. No, I I enjoy them. Sorry about that. I'm getting a bit of an echo from the old uh, streameroo on my phone, but um, no, I do enjoy them. They're good. Nice, nice. Quite a quite a tasty beverage. Yeah, they are. They uh, they they go down very nicely. And Ash, last but not least. Well, I have um taken Dan's place on the ethereal plane. I had a pretty big night last night <laughs> watching the grand dusty final, juice. and yeah. I'm a bit dusty. I was going to crack a can, but I decided nah. Too, too many Luke beverages last night. I saw you guys cracking them though, and I got big FOMO, and I was going to go down and get one, but I'm in the second story. It'll probably take too long. Me to go, go. And grab a can. Go, I, no, you reckon? I bloody go. dare you. Yeah, go, go on, Ash. Boys, you, you, you have I'll exactly be one minute. Seconds. <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's on the trot. He's oh. running off. Oh, he's running out the door. <laughs> <laughs> and Let's uh, close this podcast. <laughs> yeah. All for me, boys. I'm I'm not on anything today. I'm just on the the Woolies water. The Woolies on water. H two O. Yeah, the H two O. Hydration um, is key. Yeah, I've been really concentrating on trying to have enough water in my system this week and. Uh, like quite typically I've been, I really enjoy soft drinks. So this week I said, you know, no soft drinks, no Coke. And over the sort of the course of the week, I've discovered that no, I'm not addicted to caffeine or sugar or anything. Well, probably I'm addicted to sugar. I didn't have like no sugar at all, but I think, um, you know, I, I, I went all right without them, but I'm just on the water. Cause I had a, he's a hydro homie this week. I'm a hydro homie. Hydro homie. That's right. So what did you pick? I've gone with the Canadian Club oh. No Sugar. Oh, no sugar. no sugar. We're on the health kick this week. Yeah, we are. <laughs> no, I just prefer personally the taste of the no sugar ones because they're, way- they're nowhere near as sweet. Oh, yes, they- I also prefer the taste of chemicals. They taste um, <laughs> the most similar to other men that he could find on the shelf. So. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> what? A- yeah, no, I just um, I think it was probably all of the Canadian clubs will have a lot of chemicals in them. <laughs> This is true. Mm. Yeah. We had a soccer presentations the other night, or last weekend, I think. Yeah. And I was quite enjoying the CC and dries. I'm not usually like 
into the CCs that much. I've obviously quite like them, but it's not unless we go to the soccer club because they don't have Captain Morgan or Spice Rum of any variety. So I always default to the to the CCs, which I really, really quite like. I actually kind of kind of wish I had one now, but you know, isn't the case. Isn't the case. I'm just on the water, just on the crack water, on the hard that, stuff. Mm. It's funny that they don't have any rum or anything like that because I know the football club, like the AFL club, definitely do. Have that. <laughs> and they're like right next to each other. Yeah, I mean, we can get the Bundy and stuff, but I'm not so much. I don't really care <laughs> the Bundy. Yeah, don't, don't exactly want to start a fight this not tonight. Yeah, that's right. You know, I'm more Save of that a for the field. Mm. Oh, we got we got John we got John in the chat. He says Woolies water is the hard stuff. And hey, so drew you. you were loose at Prezos, apparently. <laughs> I was real loose, so I got there at six and left at nine. Buddy loose as shit. <laughs> <laughs> go hard, that, go early. Is yeah. that uh, the, the, the Jono, the super striker for the uh, Millicent United team? That is, yeah. That's his YouTube channel hey. on the side there. Shout out to like JRX1 that. Games with a Z. <laughs> <laughs> so we know he's very stylish. Yeah, we do. Yeah, Tom, you were at soccer presentations. You were the cook. You were cooking there. I I did my best to punch out a few meals before um, sobbing profusely after having to give out a memorial trophy of my own. Oh, I cried like a baby when I was on stage. And then I was like, you know what? I might follow this up with punching out about 100 meals in about 40 minutes. Yeah, you Why did not? well. I quite Solid enjoyed water. my beef that I, I had. Understand how you can do that. I don't think I could punch out a hundred bowls of migarang in two in forty minutes. <laughs> like, I just don't understand how chefs do it. It's all in the preparation, and honestly, I wasn't I wasn't the wizard behind the magic. I was just the face of the operation. He's like, you're slightly more handsome than I am. I'm a big, big busted, rough looking bastard. How about you stand at the front, smile and wave at the kids, and hand them their chips and nuggets. That was well, the whole. That's the highlight of my night. Getting after what you said before we started recording, I'm not sure that you should be allowed anywhere near children. Oh yeah, I shouldn't be. Shouldn't be punching any uh, processed chicken products at any children. Just give me those nugs, boys. <laughs> that is right. Maybe the, right. the head chef there is just a big fan of John Richardson. I reckon. You know what? He may have a soft spot for people that are slightly above average with word games. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, golly. I don't know if you guys have ever watched it, but there's um, there was a show in the UK called 8 Out of 10 Cats. It was like a comedy panel show yep. where they would, yep. oh, so you know it, they would just like talk about news and stuff. But they'd done a version of that show where it's the same people, but they do the show Countdown, which in Australia is called Letters and Numbers. And it's the funniest thing. I've watched like all of it. It is so funny. And one of the team captains is like a guy called John Richardson. Well, or that, me. Yeah, or Tom. Tom <laughs> looks a lot like John Thomas Richardson Baldwin. with his shaved head. And I sent a picture <laughs> of that in the um, Discord before we started. Um, another thing that I wanted to bring up, uh, we got contacted. Um, I'm not sure if it was post uh, the podcast that I missed out on last week or uh, maybe even a little bit after that. But we have somewhat unofficially been ranked number two, uh, 22, sorry, not number two, number 22 <laughs> on the list of funniest Australian podcasts. But we're trying to gauge the um, the reality and the severity of this list because, you know, there, there's some podcasts that we think that might be missing that list that are fairly highly on our radar as well. Oh, well, we, we just fucking punched them out. That's why. 
I mean, Only Tonder ain't got shit on us. Let's be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Mark Bonanno can suck my dick. <laughs> 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 hey, hey boys, you ever had custard before? <laughs> the first episode, I challenged Neil deGrasse Tyson to a boxing match, and now I think I'm going to be murdered by Mark Bonanno. <laughs> nah, he's, he's not going to murder you. He's just going to challenge you to see how much pud you can eat. Well, that's, yeah, well, he'll probably <laughs> force feed you a little bit of pud. A little bit of pud. Hey, boys, you boys. Have a little bit of pud, won't you, boys? You like a bit of pud? Yeah, I would like those pud. <laughs> <laughs> we went from abusing them to becoming a um, an Auntie Donna tribute podcast. By the sound of things, too much respect for those guys. I do yeah, too. No, they are brilliant. Yeah, I don't just, understand how we placed on that. Every every guy I know them. just loves them, but every female I know is like, "Fucking, wh- why do you like these <laughs> <laughs> these guys?" Because I'm watching their Netflix series, and Chantel's just. They're shaking her head, being like, oh, I, we what are you that, watching? We, when that came out, we watched that all in one go, like mm. every episode one after the other. And they were like, there was a moment where I had to get up and walk away. I was like, I can't handle this anymore. There was one, one specific scene when I was just like, you know, this would be hard to watch if I hadn't been watching it for like five hours already, but I was just like, nah, I, I need to walk away from this for 10 minutes. The MVP in that show is the bin that all the fake bodies get stuffed into. <laughs> but yeah, um, I think that's, you know, it may not actually be an achievement that we've achieved, but uh, if it's a fake achievement, I'm still pretty bloody proud of it. Fake, fake news, fake news. Yeah, yeah. So, you, sir, are fake news. We actually found found out about it because I just got a random email um, from it. So, it's from it's, it's it's a foreign name, and I'm shit with just reading in general. So, just like a foreign <laughs> name, <laughs> just gets me. So, and Angel Agwal, Angel Agwal. I'm so sorry. I 100 percent butchered <laughs> that. But we got an uh, email from him, and he said, uh, "My name is Angel Agwal." I'm the founder of Feedspot. I would like to personally congratulate you as your website, Kraken Furfies, has been selected by our panellists as the top 30 Australian funny podcasts on the web. I personally give you a high five and want to thank you for your com- <laughs> contribution. Contribution. I can't get that there out. There we go. I was, I was just laughing because it was just a sentence, a contribution to this world. Jesus Christ. <laughs> I like the idea of the guy that made that list hearing <laughs> Nigerian Prince. I love it. Yeah. I like the idea of him like hearing us like that bit of you trying to read that just like, well, they're off the list. <laughs> <laughs> That's it, down to number 31. I was so just like, I was looking at the list as well, thinking like I, I felt like because we were on it, it must be something. So let's try and find some like undiscovered talent maybe. But mm. then I was looking at the list and the Hamish and Andy podcast is number five. But I was like, well, that's obviously not undiscovered talent. Yeah. <laughs> They're so, one of the biggest podcasts in Australia. Yeah, definitely. So I guess counting up from us at 22, at 21 is Dragon Friends. At 20 is Mark uh, Worthington Comedy. Then I just called... To tell you a joke, the Darren Levy podcast. I guess he's in a car. Oh, he's a pirate. Arr. Yeah, well, his Mart has um a car on it, so I assume it's a car. <laughs> <laughs> he, could, he could be a pirate of the of the seven highways. You just love crushing my hopes and dreams. <laughs> then we got Marty and Michael fully actual. 
Swords and Monsters, a D&D po- comedy fever dream. The Hard Yarns podcast. Stick to the script. Don't know if you guys are, if you recognize any of these at all. But Hamish really Nanny's at number five. Funny and Failure, number four. Sitting Under a Tree, number three. Number two is uh, a, the Little Dum Dum Club with Tommy and Carl. That's funny. I'm but, sorry about that, guys. <laughs> then there's uh, Filthy Casuals with Tom Dalso. Tom Tommy Dasolo. That, 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 that one I do know because yeah. a good mate of ours, uh, he has so much Filthy Casual merch. Mm. Yeah, yeah. Um, I used to live with a guy and he has beanies, he's got hoodies, he's got shirts, loves it. He talks about it all the time, but um, yeah, Filthy Casuals is something that I have heard of. So I'm not totally ignorant on the uh, podcast scale. Yeah. Can I just, I just need to share something quickly that somebody said in my chat on Twitch. He's just jumped in. I, Polar Knights. I don't know if I've seen him in there before, but welcome. He has said, <laughs> joining in, only thing he said, he's looked at all four of us and gone, sweet Jesus, it's the perfect evolution of beards. <laughs> <laughs> Which is just great because I'm like clean shaven. Drew's got the tidiest bit of stubble. Tom's is a little bit there and then Dan's got it all. <laughs> I'm the final evolution, boys. It's like a beard staircase. <laughs> can I, I reorder that? Can I reorder us? Yeah, yes, can. So please. Please we do. have to be ordered by amount of facial hair. <laughs> so who, who's first, me or Tom? No, it'd be Ash. Do, yeah, yeah it'd be Ash, then, then you, Drew, and then Tom that way because it's mirrored, and then Dan also still yeah. mirrored. I don't know why I went the other way again. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's so funny. That actually <laughs> killed me. Oh, now I don't. I don't even know if that. Ah, fuck it. Yeah, yeah it, it works. Goes. It's great for the audio <laughs> listeners. They're just like, we don't give a fuck what audio you're in. <laughs> you're just <laughs> voices just like, in my what, head. What's what facial <laughs> <laughs> uh, I thought that was going to go like a different way. Like, I don't know. Just like, who are these idiots or whatever? But, you know, that, that, that was really funny. <laughs> that was very funny. That has, has anyone else got anything um, that they want to bring up before we, you know, get into cracking a few of our cheeky furfies? Well, you're saying that as though you do have something that you Yes, now I'm up. intrigued. Yeah, it's no, no, well, what have we got here? Oh, press is on, man. Literally got nothing to bring up, but you know, I just thought it would be an excellent time to segue into if someone else did, you know? <laughs> Has anybody got anything they want to bring up? Everyone's just like, nah. I'm like, oh, cool, this is awkward. <laughs> yeah. Time to crack some furfies. Yeah, I mean, yeah, I've got something I like to bring up. They're called my furfies. You can crack them. <laughs> it's not awkward. I'm just a fuckwit. <laughs> <laughs> no, we're just like, yeah, we've got lots of things we want to talk about, but you know, not here, mate. Not it's the wrong time. Wrong time. Not for here, it. not now. <laughs> got some serious shit going on in my life. I'm just really don't feel yeah. like talking about it. Right? <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna bloody take it to counselling. Mm. <laughs> but but I, I guess just wrapping up the uh, being on the feed spot top thirty comedy podcasts in Australia because you know what a. What a bloody what title a to have. Achievement. We're going to impress the rep with that one, something fierce, I reckon. He's going to be We're bloody... a step down from the Logies at this stage, surely. <laughs> yeah, not far now, guys. Not far now. We're Come, almost coming there. Coming for those audio Logies. The audio Logies. the Arias, Arias. We could win an Aria. Ooh. I'm surprised we haven't already, to be honest. <laughs> well, there were the... Um... My followers. <laughs> <laughs> Looks like I'm. Is this how we got on that list? Did did you sign up for one of these links that just posted in our chat, Drew? I'm scared because they said the same thing at the same time. Yeah, I'm getting hit by some follow bots on Twitch. 
uh, just to the follow bots on Twitch, fuck off, go away. <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to be famous. I don't want to buy followers. Um, they're too expensive. Followers, you know, <laughs> they, they cost a lot. So I'd rather just earn them for free, you know. I don't want my mum to be bis- disappointed in me two weeks in a row for the things that I posted <laughs> on Facebook, all right? So just just relax. Oh, What did you disappoint with it last um, time? Um, I think it was probably something to do with me saying, um, you know, I can't even remember, but it was bad. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> it's probably fair best enough. that I don't repeat the, the I, I probably could look it up, but it's just going to take too long. Yeah. Uh, Paul Knights has elaborated and said that he can't risk growing a beard like that because <laughs> I don't even know if I should read this, but I'm going to. Yeah, absolutely. Because he said, <laughs> I probably shouldn't read this, but I will. Uh, he I'm said intrigued. his girlfriend told me if I get a beard, she would grow a 70s bush. And after Googling and seeing, what sadly can't be unseen, babyface it is for me. <laughs> <laughs> There's nothing wrong with a very high quality and maintained landing strip, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> well, we've got very distasteful very quickly. and you know, I prefer just like says- a big ho- helicopter pad to land on. It's a circle with a H shaved in it. Yeah, just so it really intricate, just like this little tiny shaved. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> oh, dear. All right, boys, let's try and crack some furfies. Let's see what we're all about. <laughs> oh, there it is. There's the furfy. All right. Boy. Tom, oh, since boy. you're so confident, you cocky <laughs> bastard. I am one cocky fuck this week. Uh, sure, let's let's <laughs> let's jump into my, the first round. And I reckon I got a. You got mean a you round. don't want to do this in order of facial hair? Ooh. <laughs> That's a challenge. Yeah, we could do it. Order of facial hair. Uh, ah, fuck it. I'm going first. I'm up here. I'm yeah. here, right? Yeah, now you're on the stage, mate. So. That's right. Um, all right. So, title number one. Couple mistakes abstract painting for interactive exhibit and paints over the artist's work. Oh, shit. Oofed. Uh, second title. Cayman Island snorkeler follows squid to man's lost wedding ring. Wow. <laughs> and third headline, man hijacks taxi, delivers two passengers before fleeing. Wait, sorry, I missed the second one. Can you please read that again? Uh, Cayman Island snorkeler follows squid to man's lost wedding ring. Right. Would you Would you like to have a little little... Peek behind the curtain, Steve. Oh, I would love titles. to see the inner workings of these stories. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, the first headline: the the couple that mistakes painting for interactive exhibit. Um, the painting was displayed along the paint cans and brushes that the artist used to make it, which the couple mistook for an inv- invitation to collaborate. In March 28th, a young couple in South Korea made the mistake of a lifetime. They spent their Sunday at Lot World Mall in Seoul and spotted a rather eye-catching painting in the street noise exhibit. Taking the paint buckets and brushes lying below the work as an invitation to collaborate, they happily contributed a few strokes of their own and ruined a $440,000 painting. Fucking hell. Expensive day out. uh, (laughs) It's not something you want to bring home to the parents. Hey, um, can I get a small loan? Uh, (laughs) 
I'll just paint it over this bloody expensive painting. So like, how much was that? Fifty grand or something, mate? It's like, no, it was four times that, mate. <laughs> just, <laughs> just half a mil, nothing big. Was it Banksy? Was it was one of the artists Banksy? It doesn't. Well, or, or maybe I didn't dig deep enough to find out who the actual artist was, but um, no, it's not written here as a Banksy. Oh no, I just meant like it was one of the people that painted over at Banksy because he just. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. He, I hope that he ripped piss and wind over the top of the original guy's <laughs> painting. Um, all right. Second one. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cayman Island snorkeler follows squid to lost man's wedding ring. A woman snorkeling in the Cayman Islands said a squid led her to a ring that she was later able to reunite with its owner. James Ross said that he'd only been wedding, uh, wearing his wedding ring for about six months when he lost it scuba diving with his wife, Kristen McMillan at Eden Rock. Uh, the actual quote is, I lost it at some point during the dive, and although we searched for it high and low afterwards, we had no luck in finding it, Ross told the Cayman Compass, which is a local newspaper. Uh, the, the last one, man hijacks taxi. And delivers two passengers before fleeing. A man has recently <laughs> been charged for motor, motor vehicle theft. On the early evening of September 15th, a taxi cab was stolen by Aaron Carvey, a Caucasian male in his mid-30s, from a busy taxi rank situated down Hollywood Boulevard. Carvey acquired the yellow top taxi from the scene and proceeded to pick up a couple before dropping them off at the famed Capitol Records building that towers above the 101 freeway. After completing his fare, Carvey then fled from the scene and was later apprehended by authorities who had been tipped off by the woman who had seen her taxi drive off while she was having a smoke break. (laughs) Interesting. Very interesting. I told you I was confident this week and I think... That I've probably got everyone but Ash because he's a cocksucker. <laughs> yeah, he well, always guesses mine. Bloody cocksucker. And right? I always suck your cock too, apparently. <laughs> I mean, why not? Yeah, yeah, I agree. Why not? Yeah, well. Someone's got to do it. Mm. Definitely, this fist ain't going to bump itself, if you know what I mean. <laughs> Yeah. Right, I think I think I'm just gonna stab. I always think about these for too long. I'm yeah. just gonna stab. I think I'm gonna go with number two. The, mm. the Squiddy Boy. Yes. I've also got a vibe towards the, the squid game. Yeah, okay. so I'm fe- I was feeling squid number game? two as well. Mm. But Ooh. has has he bluffed us? Yeah. Mm, a sneaky you little devil. You don't think a squid is capable of finding something precious buried deep in the underwater landscape. No, I do. That I is do. the Cayman. I've got a lot of faith in squids, man. Have you played Splatoon? They can shoot guns and everything. They're good. <laughs> Have you seen The Matrix? They maintain the physical world. And control it. Exactly. There's a. I think that movie was very hard to follow. <laughs> yeah, I'm going to go number two as well because if I, um, if I get it wrong with all of you, I don't feel as bad. But if, I, <laughs> if I'm the only one who doesn't get it, gets it wrong, I'll feel uh, pretty upset. So number two it is. See, number I'm two, between number two and, and number one. Mm. So I am too. Um, but well, notice no names are used in story number one. Okay, okay. But uh, am I am I reading mm. too close to this? Yeah, now. flying close to the sun there, Dan. Are, are you locking that in, Eddie McGuire style? Uh, wings, you know? wings of wax and feathers, Dan. 
You know what? You two are sticking with number two. I'm going to fly close to the sun. Ooh. Will I burn it, crash and burn? Will I fly out of the atmosphere? Let's go with number one. So is Dan going Icarus or has he nailed it? Nailed, stuck the landing. I'm sorry to tell you, but I busted all your bubbles. Oh, you fucking And the Furfy was number three. <laughs> crash and burn. Well done. <laughs> well done. I told you I was feeling confident this week. Yeah, oh, that's the only story where I'm like, nah, nah. That's too plausible. Exactly. I think the only reason I actually decided to go for the second one just straight off the bat, I think there was, you probably just read it wrong, but I think something that you said was worded wrong. And I was like, eh, it sounds like he's typed that and it's just poorly typed. But I don't know. You may, may probably just read it wrong. It could have just been that I'm terrible at reading things I have written down. <laughs> <laughs> but, um, you know, I will link the... Uh, website that I got the information from uh, later on and you, you guys can read up all about the uh, couples painting over an expensive painting and the squid ring uh, 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 very uh, apparent treasure sorry. radar squid <laughs> very timely sound effect there from you Drew <laughs> <laughs> exactly no, so that's that's me done excellent excellent job Tom who wants to go up next uh, I'll go next if all right, Ash Goose, you're up. All righty. Story number one. Kangaroo feet oil secretions discovered as possible cancer treatment. Hmm. Story number two. Oh, these are all animal themed again, by the way. I seem to do that a lot. Wallaby escapes Scottish petting zoo, visits nearby pub. <laughs> and Sounds Australian enough. <laughs> well, it's Scottish petting zoo, but... <laughs> yeah, but it's an Australian animal. Oh, that's true, yeah. Also sounds uh, very Scottish. Yeah. <laughs> living, living the best of both worlds. And story number three. Escaped bull captured after two months on the loose in Long Island. All right, I'll give you a quick, quick bit of information on each of them. So the story number one, the kangaroo foot oil... Uh, Australian medical researchers at Melbourne's RMIT University have discovered an oil secreted from the feet of kangaroos has potential amazing cancer-fighting properties. The oil has been found to attack cancer cells and destroy them with minimal damage to healthy surrounding cells. The oil is secreted when the kangaroos receive abrasions or lacerations to promote healing of the kangaroo skin, which led researchers to look into possible medical applications of the oil. Story number two. Uh, a wallaby escaped from a Scottish petting zoo just hours after being delivered to the facility was spotted hopping outside a local pub. Nikki Johnston, who runs the Walk Mill Menagerie Petting Zoo near New Deer, Aberdeenshire, <laughs> said the six-month-old wallaby Eddie was one of two wallabies brought to the attraction on Sunday night alongside a giant tortoise and three meerkats. <laughs> yeah, that story is pretty self-explanatory, so the information sort of has nothing to do with the <laughs> story. Mm -hmm. uh, and same with this last one, story number three. Uh, animal rescuers in New York said a bull that was on the loose for two months after escaping slaughter in Long Island has been captured and is headed to a new home at a sanctuary. The Suffolk County Society for the Prevention of Cruelty to Animals said the bull, nicknamed Barney by locals, was located Wednesday night at a former duck farm in... Morichis? Maricus? I don't know how to say that. Mauritius. <laughs> yeah, it was in a different country. They found it in Mauritius. Just a quick jaunt over the ocean. <laughs> There's one water-savvy bull. 
I'm hmm. I wanna I wanna say my idea is last because I've I'm fairly certain I know which is the Furphy. I don't want to sway anyone's decisions. My my immediate thought is how does a bull stay undetected in a res- in a residential part of New York City for two months? Mm. Was there a bull there anyway, you know? Well, I you don't know, man. <laughs> you guys obviously haven't played Pokemon Go. There's fucking tourists all over that that landscape. <laughs> yeah, well, um, Tauros, who is the bull Pokemon, is native to, well, is exclusive in North America. So maybe maybe they're referring to a Tauros in Pokemon Go. <laughs> I'm pretty sure they aren't. But if you guys <laughs> want to go on that logic, be my guest. Um, and then we've got... The Scottish Wallaby at the pub. That sound. I'm thinking that sounds plausible, especially especially combined with the fact that Ash struggled to pronounce a place name in that story. Aberdeen. <laughs> it, was, it was Aberdeenshire. Shire. Shire. Aberdeenshire. 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 Ah, Loch Ness monster. Aberdeenshire. <laughs> and then we've got kangaroo. Kangaroo oil. I mean, I've heard of snake oil before. <laughs> yeah, you sell it. <laughs> yeah, snake oil. Go all of those chicken nuggets. <laughs> yeah, just, just, just firing snake oil and chicken nuggets at kids, mate. Like that's what I do. What are you thinking, Drewy? Yeah, I think um, I know nothing about any of them, but I mean the bull. I know nothing about Long Island either. Could have like somebody. They, they do a nice iced tea. I was about mm. to say that it'll get you. <laughs> They're wrecked. They're very alcoholic. They are very alcoholic. Marge Simpson is a fan. <laughs> <laughs> All right, I'm going to take a stab in the dark. I'll go number three. Thank you, Ash. Locking number three, Eddie. Thank you. Anybody else want to? Nah, I <laughs> just drew this time. All right, no, I right. want to wait for uh, for um, Danos direct to make his um, selection, and then I'll I'll say mine. I will lock in. I will lock in number three as well. Ooh, okay, okay. Hope I didn't sway the wrong way. Well, probably did. Probably did. The grin on his face tells me that you oh, both he fucking loves dead it. wrong. Yeah, I know. I and know. I'm I going like... with number one. Just because I feel like this hits a little bit close to home and it's something that I've done a little bit of research on. Oh, oh well, there you go. Well, I can confirm with you guys that if you mess with the bull, you get the horns because that was a real bull and he was found at a duck farm in, not in Mauritius. <laughs> 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 and Tom has hit the nail on the head. There's no such thing. I don't even know if they have oil in their feet. And I've just <laughs> laughed. I was reading it back because I typed all that out myself. And on the bottom line of the story, I've spelt kangaroo with a C. <laughs> <laughs> That's how you know he's really Australian because he's a kangaroo. <laughs> yeah, see, with number one, I was just like, that sounds bullshit. But it's one of those things where I just keep on second guessing myself. It's like, oh, it's probably it sounds bullshit, but it's, it's, he probably put it in there because of that exact reason. It's probably fucking true. Um, yeah. I did actually do quite a bit of thinking about that because I know that like uh, a st- lots of big medical research happens in Australia, like penicillin mm. medical applications and the ultrasound were both invented in Australia because there's a massive um, institute for medical technology here. But I didn't, I couldn't work out what it was. I was like, ah, RMIT will do. <laughs> <laughs> but you, you did do that justice in the fact that, you know, when we 
we shared a, an apartment in uh, in Melbourne together. I would uh, quite often travel past RMIT in Melbourne, uh, getting to and from work. So good on you. <laughs> <Thank> you. <laughs> well, good on you for picking the fur as well. Good on you, Ash. Bloody, you're a champ, mate. Mate, you, good you, on you, you don't, Ash. You don't, you don't <laughs> bloody become a. Don't bloody become a skinhead without having the old seasons. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> no one when you, you, you're talking the cancer talk is a bit of bullshit. Oh, oh no. <laughs> no, Tom. <laughs> <laughs> well, if we weren't cancer before, we definitely are now. <laughs> down to number 23. Am I right, boys? <laughs> <laughs> Mate, I think we've been pushed down to 100 after my comments. <laughs> We were, you were better when you were in the chat. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I was better when I wasn't on the show. <laughs> Let's be real. Oh All right. Unholy conversations. Jump, jump in now. Go for it, Dan. All right. Story number one. Russian police on bear watch during Siberian forest labor. Story number two. Can you please repeat that? (laughs) (laughs) Story number one. Russian police on bear watch during Siberian forest labor. Mm -hmm. Story number two. Traffic stopped on the I-5 as kangaroos escaped from private zoo near Olympia, Washington. And story number three. There's a boot in my snake. Snake mistakes man's slipper for food, undergoes surgery to have it removed. A snake. Jeez. Well, I do know that snakes can eat things very, very large. Mm. And if the Jam thing was in made, stomach. If, if it was made of leather, it could very easily have mistaken that for food. But would a slipper be made of leather? Mm. Leather? Leather. That Le- is leather. Leather. Pull the leather, croc. <laughs> could it uh, could have been a, a set of Berkies. That's all I'm would, saying. Would you guys like to hear more about these stories? I would like to. I sure to. would. Inform my uh, decision, please. <laughs> all righty then. <laughs> Story number one, the Russian police. Giving birth in a Siberian forest during bear mating season wouldn't be most women's first choice, but that's what happened to one new mother in Russia. Alexandra Matrasova was 40 weeks pregnant and helping her husband and relatives to fish near the town of Murny in Russia's far eastern Sakha Republic, Yakutia, when she went into labour at midnight. The family's car got stuck in the taiga, a vast swathe of coniferous forest with large areas of boggy ground, leaving them no choice but to call emergency services. But the remote location posed a challenge for paramedics. They ended up arriving on foot after being able to pass through the taiga's marshland. Also in attendance for the birth was an armed police officer tasked with helping to ward off any overly curious bears. Bears are now in mating season, which is dangerous, a member of the rescue team tells Komsomolskaya Pravda. Their huge footprints (laughs) are everywhere. We were shooting and making noise for about two two hours so that they didn't come close. Happily, despite the setting and the temperature hovering just above five degrees, Mrs. Matrasova delivered a healthy, happy baby girl. I just, um, just quickly, when you said that, uh, the title of that article first, when you said labor, I assumed you meant like work. 
And then when you started reading it, I was like, hang on, this has nothing to do with what the title was. And then I was like, oh, my God, obviously, yeah, giving birth is like, yeah, that makes a lot more sense. I 100% went like the complete opposite direction to where I thought it was going. (laughs) Story number two. Traffic between Seattle and Portland was brought to a standstill yesterday as a mob of kangaroos escaped from a private zoo near the Washington State capital of Olympia yesterday. The pack of five red kangaroos escaped from the zoo of private collector Ben Buckley around 2 p.m. and proceeded to cause havoc for motorists driving between Oregon and Washington State. Luckily, none of the animals were harmed during their time on the hop. Nearby onlookers were stunned to see the Australian animals so far away from home, with multiple videos of the escapees making their way to social media. Police officers temporarily closed the road, diverting traffic to to safely recapture the big marsupials. Mr. Buckley was fined $15,000 and advised he may need to relocate the kangaroos north to the Seattle Zoo for their ongoing safety and survival. Maybe they just really wanted to go to IHOP. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Maybe they didn't want to get their feet oil harvested. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, because imagine like the... The people driving and seeing that, seeing them bounce across the road. It's like, am I in Australia? What the hell's going on? <laughs> Why is everything upside down now? <laughs> I told you to take the last exit. <laughs> and then, Bloody then, hell, now we're in Sydney. <laughs> <laughs> and now we've got the boot in my snake. There are slippery snakes. Then there's this slipper eating snake. Oh, 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 oh no. <laughs> a carpet we know python. sense of humour. <laughs> a carpet python has confused a man's footwear for a feed, ingesting his right foot slipper in a late night snack in a Hagsley home west of Brisbane last week. Snake catching couple Sally and Norman Hill of NNS Snake Catcher were called out to wrangle the reptile after it was spotted indoors last Friday. An elderly man and a relative had come across it during a search for one of his slippers, which had gone missing overnight days earlier. Once they saw the noticeable shoe size bulge in the snake's body, they started to connect the dots. What type of snake was it? It was a carpet python. Okay. So it was a rug snake is what you're saying. (laughs) It was. Ooh. (laughs) 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 As he just pulled his face. (laughs) I'm going to call it quick and go, I think number three is bogus. Yeah, I don't know. I think... I could be wrong. I'm pretty sure carpet pythons are quite large, and I don't know that you'd be able to see the outline of a shoe that well in a carpet python. It's just like a cartoon, just like the, <laughs> <laughs> the yeah, cutout. You just see the shoe. You see a little outline of Millhouse, which we was eating earlier. I also think that the kangaroo one is true, just because, like, for whatever reason, I actually know the geography of those areas, and I was like, that all sounds very correct to how that area is laid out and i know that olympia is the capital of washington state so did you go there dan when you went to the states uh i didn't go to olympia no but i did spend some time in that area fun fact olympia is the home city of nirvana oh there you go i thought they were from seattle (laughs) Uh, they they got their start in olympia but anyway back to the stories Mm. Mm. i want to have faith in dan not being the one that wrote all those god awful puns in story three. Yeah. Was the Cat no. one story one? <laughs> no. That is it. 
Was the kangaroo story one or was that the, the bear watch? The the bear watch is story number one. See, that had a lot of Russian names in it, which makes me think that it's true. I th- I'm going to go with story one, though. I have faith that you didn't write those puns. I'm going to go with the bears. Uh, I've got no faith. I'm going three. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, but no, he's got a great set of stories. I I know I'm I'm not very confident. Number three, but <laughs> I'm actually surprised you didn't. I've slipped a couple of North Melbourne kangaroo stories into my first year this week. Oh, no. Ben Buckley is the CEO yeah. of the North Melbourne Football Club. Son of a bitch. And I, I was chucking out a little jab of the kangaroos moving north to, to the Gold Coast. <laughs> Story number two is the first. Oh. oh. You- Bastard. Come well on. done. Well Come done. Words there from Ken so, Hutchings. On the- <laughs> yeah, I see that. Yeah. Hey, Keenan. Welcome to the show. Thank you very much for joining us. Nothing better than cooking the Sunday BBQ, having a beer and listening to Crack and Furfies. There you go. That Thank you very like much. a very pleasant Sunday afternoon. Thank you for joining us. Yes. So, unfortunately, that does mean the ABC Australia writer was throwing in all those puns. Mm. Oh, he's got to entertain oh, himself. No. He's got to entertain himself, Sam. So. <laughs> There's well, no you've way done he's... well on the on the furphy there. It was yeah. really good. Excellent. There's no way he's getting on Australia's funniest thirty uh, comedy <laughs> yeah, I podcast. If there's anything so far in this podcast that's had us removed from that list, it was that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so now I'm actually nervous because like no one like you guys have like a a clean sheet. So am I going to be able to get a clean sheet and just have like no one guess? I don't no, think Tom, I will. I'm Tom not that confident. Mine. Tom got mine. Oh, I did. Ooh. This is the first time for everything. Oh, I'm, not usually, ner- I'm not nervous anymore then. That's all right. Usually you pull the wall <laughs> over my eyes. Yeah, you got nothing to lose. Nah, nothing to lose. You've got to- nothing to druze. Oh, my goodness. Nah. You've got nothing to goose. I can just feel <laughs> nah. it slipping further and further down the list. I do like my name being one syllable because you can just chuck it in shit. Just have it have it work. Jam it in there. Yeah, but uh, I don't know. If you've, got to, if you've got to stretch it out, there'd be druze. Yeah, I, I mean, not only can I see where I went wrong, I'm ashamed of it. But yeah, yeah, well, <laughs> you got to learn. Something. You said you you said you didn't want to disappoint your mum specifically, Tom. Like, what the hell? Your mum's no, upset. I didn't <laughs> want to disappoint her because of all my bad comments on Facebook. Let's, let's no, be real. She can be dis- disappointed in me in real time. That's fine. <laughs> Just hand head in hands because of the puns. Yeah. All right. Actually, I'm a bit nervous. Actually, I'm a bit nervous. You got, your boys are really, really no chucked pressure. it on. So, oh, good. Just, just got a spicy message from someone privately on Discord that's obviously watching. I'm not going to read it out because it's too spicy for this. I think I know who it is and I think it knows what it said because I think he might have said it in my Twitch channel as well. <laughs> yeah, we're not going to go there. All right, Drew, whenever you're ready. I really want to hear it now, guys. I really want to hear it. We'll tell you after we finish recording. Is it that bad? That? Is it that bad? bad. Okay. It'll drop us down at number 24 on that list. Because oh, us off the list. Just <laughs> this podcast is marked under explicit. You can say bad stuff. You know, there's nothing, there's nothing wrong with it. But if it, if it exceeds I- that, then, you know, fair enough. Fair enough. Mate, well, look, fuck I me, think then. we play the safe game and we leave it. <laughs> I, I think this wouldn't pass Australia's censorship laws on games. You know what I'm saying? Like, we'd get canned harder than. That's not much, though. Is it? Uh, That's uh, not much. You know, Disco Elysium. It, it's a 12 year wait for that comment to get passed and put mm. on the Steam. Man, that. <laughs> 
Wow, it's that bad. Well, wow, okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So these are my stories. Story number one: safety meeting ends in accident. <laughs> Story number two: <laughs> <laughs> Queensland woman who rode horse into bottle shop, uh, shop drunk, put on probation. And story number three, late adolescent pregnancy rates spike by 80% in Bar Harbour due to misguided Catholic sex education program. In Where was the location in number three? Uh, Bar Harbour. It's a, it's a small town in America. Ah, yeah. Just filled with bars. Yeah, so many bars. And, uh, and, and on a harbour as well. Yeah, just and one harbour. One harbour. <laughs> <laughs> many bars, just one harbour. Harbour. bars, maybe they're all rappers. Ooh. I feel like we should start a bar and just call it the harbour. <laughs> oh, we can if you want. That's a, that's uh, seems like a lot of work and a lot of dedication to start up their own just, business. And oh, all just that. because <laughs> you made a bad pun. <laughs> we can just me, rename the beach followed on. <laughs> All right, Drew, is there any extra information? All right, I just got a few dot points for each one. So the safety meeting. After a safety meeting at Kermit Community Centre, Richard <laughs> Helcomb um, hit a pedestrian jaywalking across the street. And what's funny about this is they both attended this safety meeting. <laughs> oh, gee, guys. So there's just irony to that one. Uh, the Queensland woman, uh, Charmaine, who who blew more than four times over the legal limit when she refused service at Logan City Tavern earlier this month. Uh, she's a 51-year-old and she was put on 18 months of probation. Um, she's a self-confessed uh, alcoholic. What's so funny? What's so funny? I'm sorry, I have to share this. Okay. Paula Knights has just given me another banger in the Discord chat. She said, <laughs> this is a little creepy. Danos is showing off his undies on the drying rack. <laughs> <laughs> that old t-shirts. Thank you. Audio listeners. T-shirts and socks. Dan has his. Have you know. Dan has his washing behind him. <laughs> yeah. Far out. That has killed me. Well, there's nothing wrong with showing off your jocks. It's all right. That is a t-shirt. I mean, yeah, that's that would have been a massive pair of jocks if that was. <laughs> if that wasn't a t-shirt. Um, so I've actually spice. been hanging out with Nicki Minaj's cousin, so <laughs> I need them for my gigantic balls now. <laughs> he's had the he's had the jab. Oh, how uh, how annoying so was that? Those bad boys. How annoying was that sort of bit where that was circulating around? It's like, oh, it's just like that is the epitome of like modern day like brain deadness. Oh, of course, just how do you like to to even to be that to be her and to post that is just dumb enough in itself and then for people to believe it and share mm. it don't get your medical advice from fucking Nicki Minaj <laughs> <laughs> can you guys give me a brief catch up on this because it's something that I've missed and I've got okay, something to follow up okay, on this later Minaj shared uh, a Twitter status she made one sorry made a Twitter post saying that her cousin I think in the Middle East somewhere Trinidad and Tobago oh yeah that's it Um, his co- her cousin had the jab or cousin's friend or something like that. And after he got the jab, his testicles swelled up to like twice the size and he became impotent. <laughs> and it like because it's like a pretty substantial claim, the actual health resources department in Trinidad had to research it to see if it was true and it was just completely falsified. Like basically, it was made up completely. Basically, Nicki Minaj's cousin got an STD and was trying to blame it on something. Yeah. 
And they actually and they like got the, accidentally outed to the entire world. The health department had made a thing. They were like, they made a statement about it, saying like, this is just like something that we had to look into because it was like just a pretty substantial claim, and it has completely wasted our time. <laughs> wow. I'll circle back to this after we're done with Drew's round of furfies <laughs> because there's something that I want to bring up that's I wish that was the furfy dude in, the, in, in <laughs> itself. Yeah, but I'll say that for later. All right. So um, where are we at? So yeah, story number one was safety meeting ends in accident. Story number two was Queensland woman who rode horse in a bottle shop drunk put on probation. Story number three, late adolescent pregnancy rates spiked by 80% in Bar Harbour due to misguided Catholic sex education program. And the, the story with that is in 2017, um, they introduced a law in that state um, that actually forced um, the Catholic sex education. Um, I'm just looking at Ash laughing. Uh, sex education program to be put into all public schools. And uh, because of that, I think uh, a lot of the kids got the wrong idea and like, early 20s just uh <laughs> sex education just like spiked because yeah pregnancy spiked because of that so yeah there my jesus in the jesus is the only prophylactic we need he is he is when you're kissing make sure to leave space for jesus that's right <laughs> three-way kiss love it um right i don't know i think, I think the horse in queensland is real it does sound like a... Was it in Bundaberg? It sounds like a very Queensland thing to do. Aboriginal Nosha. Just rocks up uh, with all the... Yeah, all the Bundy from the... Bathurst. <laughs> um, I think I think I'm going to go with number one. Yeah, I, I think, think I'll go with number one. I'll stab. I'll go with what I first thought. Let's go with that. I think... I'm thinking number three. And my... This could be completely way off the mark, but there's a season three of a certain show on Netflix has come back this week called Sex Education, which I think might have inspired Drew because I'm pretty sure I know that Chantel watches that. I personally haven't haven't heard of it. I I haven't heard of the show, but... Hmm. That's one mighty fine bluff. The school subject. (laughs) Um... I know this sounds like a cheap shot, but I'm going to go number two. I just, there would have been so many red flags to a woman riding a horse into a bottle of. Mm. I mean, it's highly doable to anyone in Australia, but I just think they would have ushered her along. They wouldn't have served her and they would have got the cops called on her either previously before her being served or after she's been escorted out. So I'm going to go number two. All right. Well, I can confirm that uh, story number one is real. I can confirm that story number two was real. Oh! And uh, story number three was the furphy. So, well done, dear. Well done. There we go. Ah, you see? Now that's a frothy furf. Yeah, thanks, Barman. It was a bloody frothy (laughs) furf, wasn't it? So, yeah, um, story number three... um, Made it up, but uh, story number two. Do you want to hear about the? Um, it's it's pretty self-explanatory. The first one, someone just got hit by a car on the way home from a safety meeting. It's just irony. <laughs> <laughs> um, the ironing is delicious. 
But uh, story number two, the Queensland woman who rode a horse uh, into the bottle shop drunk. This was from Nine News and there was actually like a a news story that I wanted to play, but I haven't um, set it up at this point for the podcast. But uh, reading from the story, a Queensland woman has been placed on probation after riding her horse drunk uh, to a a drive-through bottle shop. Uh, Charmaine uh, blew four times over the limit when she was refused service at Logan City Tavern earlier this month. Four times. The disability pensioner tried to ride her horse through the drive-through bottle shop to buy more wine. Instead, she ended up in police custody. Today, the uh, 51-year-old was sentenced to 18 months probation with the conviction recorded. She says she had no idea she was breaking the law by riding her horse, uh, her horse Skippy, after drinking, (laughs) and she's done it many times before. Quote, not only have I ridden my horse through quite a, quite a few bottlos, I've never been refused service. I've never been refused service on my horse at the pub either, end quote, she says. Uh, that, that's a thing, isn't it? Like anything that um, has movement or motion is considered a vehicle and any vehicle that you can uh, pilot or drive while under the influence is considered a, an offence, isn't it? Yeah, um, just like what my question is with this, especially is uh, if you get into your car, you lose your license, you lose demerit points, all of that. But if you if you get in your horse, you just get arrested, and like obviously your horse license doesn't get taken away from you or anything like that. So like you know, what are the consequences apart from your horse gets impounded? Yeah, like you get community service and that. But yeah, it's they just turn some... it into glue. <laughs> oh Jesus Christ! They just shoot the horse. Oh, that's a bit rough. But um, I think uh, the good thing about this story is that you know she she's a self-confessed alcoholic. So this was back in 2018. So hopefully she's uh, overcome this and overcome her alcoholism. She's, from that. she's reformed. Hopefully, hopefully we'll, we might have to have her on the show one day. Just ask her how <laughs> how shit's going on. Like yeah. we should we should do the, the 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 background work and try and track her down. Yeah, sure. Just be creepy like that. Tom, you're the man for that. <laughs> You track, <laughs> you track, you track that the poor woman. Get her Why on the show. Not? We'll send her a link in restream, yeah. and we'll fucking we'll be at it. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we got it, boys. Exactly, um, it's accessible. I don't want to keep sharing too much from the chat because it's not very podcast friendly. But Paul and I is just having a stab at me going, "Don't you have to be eighteen to drink beer?" <laughs> <laughs> I'm 27. I look young. I'm not that well, one day you'll be able to grow facial hair, Ash. No, one I won't. Day. We know that's a lie. Listen, he <laughs> he is just jealous because of your youth. Right. Hey? <laughs> like, he, you know, he's just, he's just missing I w- the, the I wish young I could face. be 17 still. Oh, come on. <laughs> Man. I get asked for ID every time just about I buy alcohol. It's so annoying. I remember when I, when I was working at Coles... Some lady came to the front desk, asked for cigarettes. It's kind of short, looked kind of young, so I ID'd her. 36. <laughs> 36. Bloody hell. She's doing well. Very yeah, she well. is. When I shave my horrible stubble that I have, <laughs> I lose about 15. I'm 30. I turned 30 this year. 
I still get carded to this day. So, like, I have to leave this shit on my face <laughs> to be taken somewhat semi-seriously. Well, I've got a lot of tattoos on my legs. I'll go in there wearing shorts to, like, try to get them to not ask me for ID because it's really annoying. And they'll still ask. I'm like, come on. You need man. the tattoo on your head. That's the problem. <laughs> I am 18. <laughs> <laughs> I am 18. Written, written in crayon. <laughs> I am 12. I am twelve. All the nights again, Dan. I was just so lucky. His beard just stays senior discount. (laughs) 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 Sorry, that's pretty mean, but it was really funny. (laughs) Well, I mean, I haven't been asked asked for ID in a long time, so he might be onto something. Did they ask to see your pensioners card instead? <laughs> <laughs> also, Don't just whippersnappers give me free shit. <laughs> I was when I was um, researching for my furfies, I was looking at Australian inventions to try and work out where this, which place it is that does all the medical research, and I couldn't find it. But I did discover in the most Australian thing I've ever heard. That, this is what I was laughing about, Tom, before, and I said I can't yep, tell you yep, yep, yep. because it'll give away which one's fake. But in the the wine cask was invented in Australia. Of course oh, it was. Yeah. Of course. Oh, of course. we invented the goon sack, boys. <laughs> Speaking of goon, was that Dan's yesterday to stock up ahead of the grand final? At your house. Oh, at my place, the alcohol days. <laughs> Dan's house. Uh, old man in front of the line checking out six casks of goon for himself. For himself? <laughs> nice. Oh. Very concerning night on the Terps for that guy. Yeah. Hope he Maybe. doesn't get on his horse. That was a marathon of Goon of Fortune. Oh, I've played oh, that before. That's a that's a world of hurt. Oh, actually, yeah. this is just giving me a cool. Just I'll quickly share with you a fun anecdote. I've been to Unify a few times, the heavy metal music festival, and the first time I want to say the first time I went is it like a three day camping one. Mm. The first time I went, I ended up playing Goon of Fortune with these random people I didn't know. It's a very, like, heavy metal is weirdly, like, the most community-heavy... They're bro-heavy, aren't they? Yeah, like, community-heavy music place, like, music genre (laughs) of music. So you go to, like, a heavy metal music festival, you can make friends so easily. Um, Anyway, yeah, I played Goon of Fortune there because these people had actually brought with them to the festival a Hills Hoist clothesline and <laughs> dug it into the ground to play Goon of Fortune. I've got pictures of it on my Instagram. Impressive dedication. The, yeah, I know. It was I just Imagine being the security yeah, guys when yeah. they bring that in. Like, <laughs> do, are they allowed to do that? We don't really know. So are you gonna do your washing while you're here? What's going on? <laughs> I really, want to, I really want to come to the festival, but I've got so much washing to do and so much stuff to do at home. I just want to try and multitask a bit. Mm. They just had a lot of Dan's underwear on there. <laughs> I can't the cast. My, 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 they've just got Nicki Minaj's cousin's gigantic underwear. <laughs> Listen, the guy that asked that, he, he shut his bathroom door this time, so we can't see his bathroom. In the background, we just see his jo- uh, skid mark jocks. You know, he didn't even wash them. He just hangs them up to dry. Then he just scrapes off the crust. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> and that how much is it as garnish in his food? That, my friends, is how Vegemite is made. Yep. Then he, uh, Very yeah. yeasty. <laughs> That's exactly how Vegemite's made any uh, <laughs> I think American we, I think listeners. we've just dropped to the bottom 300 podcasts in Australia after that. I'm just that. trying to insult everything that we have as slightly Australian culture-wise. <laughs> Which is fair. 
Now, well, let's be honest, Australia, like apart from Indigenous Australians, is which one of the most culture-heavy cultures in the world. Australians don't have much culture. <laughs> <laughs> Just steal everyone else's. Yeah, basically. Well, I think that's the British, but we're of like, what? <laughs> we're basically British in the end, exactly. aren't we? Exactly. We're the ones they didn't want. <laughs> <laughs> you guys are a little bit too shit to be British, so we send you over there? So you have some just, paradise. Just get all the way over the other side of the world so we don't have to deal with you. <laughs> stay on that exactly hot walk. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds like an RSL like sizzle steak thing that they serve you. You just have a hot rock. <laughs> <laughs> That's Australia and we're the steak. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. And we are um, too cooked. <laughs> yeah. The, the, the thing that I want to bring up with, um, mm-hmm. I started a new job recently, okay? Yeah. And I had to go get a, a medical. I'm not going to say where and I'm not going to say who with and I'm going to say what company because, well, yes, um, because <laughs> things got very dark as soon as I got in there. Oh, no. Um, he, you know, he led me into the examination room and he was like, how you going, young fella? Oh. Sat me down. He's like, have you had the COVID vax? I said, oh, no, like it's, you know, it's taken a little bit of a while to, you know, book in. If we're booking in, in you know, the place that we live, Mount Gambia, we aren't able to get in until December. So I'm planning on doing it because I think it's a responsible thing to do. And he goes, tell you what, if you get the COVID vaccine, you're going to be dead in five years. And I was like, you, sir, are a medical professional. You shouldn't be, you shouldn't be saying this kind really? of thing. Really? Wow. And- it was full on. It was the most intense hour and a half I've ever spent with another human being ever. Jesus Christ. It was, it was full on. So what, what What? was he exactly? Like a, a, he wasn't a doctor. I don't but. know if he was a doctor or he, he's qualified in some respect to be able to conduct um, a medical test on someone to see if they're fit to go to work. But um, he, he was next level. He was such a conspiracy theorist and he went such in depth like i started to believe him i was like maybe i won't maybe i won't get the vax this is sounding pretty bloody serious i guess i'm guess i'll be dead in five years so you're like dying a car crash or something you'll be like i bloody told him <laughs> but yeah it, like oh, i was crazy. expecting you know a little bit of light light-hearted banter between these things like you know, you're weighing a cup you, you know you measures how tall you are that kind of thing but it got so serious so quickly. He was like, if you haven't had the vax, mate, you're free to bloody whack that mask off, sit it on the table. You're not going to get me sick if you haven't had the vax. It was one of the mm. most eye-opening things I've ever – I've never experienced anyone that like so vehemently thinks that their point of view is the right point of view and there's no way you can change their mind. That reminds it's me. The, it's always that group of people as well that are like that. Mm. Like I, all the cases that have come out of the protests in Melbourne over the past week. Oh, it started. Like, I, I understand in some regards people don't want to get the vax just because, like, for, for if they have legitimate reasons. Like, if you don't want it, you don't have to get it. But those kinds of people that are trying to tell other people not to get it, those are, that's where the problems lie. Yeah. And they, like, spreading misinformation. Like, I got it, and I just, like, I want everybody to do it here just so that we can open up. Like, I want freedom. I'm stuck in my house. I've been stuck in my house for like just about 18 months, probably longer, and I'm really over it. 
and like all they have to do is get vaccinated and then their life continues on it doesn't it's not like it's a bad thing it doesn't affect you yeah yeah what is your status of um getting out of melbourne by the way i have no idea i still have not heard a thing update on that maybe we should get nicholas spurrier on the show (laughs) (laughs) i in the course of starting my new job have had to apply for border crossing to uh, be able to, you know, exit South Australia to go to Victoria and come back because that's obviously <laughs> I where I, I live. <laughs> mm-hmm. It got denied twice, and I was like, I don't really understand. I live in South Australia, and I'm not going. I'm not going to see anyone. I'm not going in highly populated areas. I'm literally going across the border into a a plantation to check the size of trees. Uh, and then coming back, microphone just having, fell off. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm not having any, any interaction with any other people. I'm not doing anything crazy. I'm, you know, not coughing in the face of anyone. Oh, that's good. I'm just, yeah. just, I'm just going there. I'm doing my job and coming home. And it has been denied twice. So I believe that the reason why Ash is having so much trouble getting in is the same reason I'm having so much trouble getting out. They just don't want anyone to be, you know, have the the freedom to do that at the moment. I understand it because they just like. If Delta gets in there, they probably can't stop it as soon as it starts because that's what's yeah. happened here and that's what happened in Sydney. And I understand them like they desperately don't want it to come in. So I actually, I actually think now that because it's, it keeps getting worse here, it's annoying as well because the longer it takes for my application to get assessed, the less likely I am to be approved because the situation keeps getting worse. And I actually think now that I'm going to get rejected. I'm probably going to be stuck here until the borders open. But... We'll wait and see. I don't know. There's not much else I can do. Yeah, I've got my fingers crossed for you, man. I hope to see you here before Christmas at least. Yeah, it would be good. But apparently mm. they reckon the borders will just be open by Christmas anyway. I'm yep. not so convinced, but mm. it'd be nice if they were. I'll just body let it rip. <laughs> <laughs> if only Dan Andrews and Stephen Marshall shared your sentiment, Tom. You know what? I think that they should have a boxing match scheduled and whoever wins gets to decide what the borders do. I think that's just a natural conclusion we've all come to, to be honest. I reckon that'd be a great idea. <laughs> uh, uh, like an eighth, all in eight, Prime Minister, Premier, Battle Royale boxing Yeah, that'd match. be great. That'd be great. Yeah. Scott Morrison oh. just cowering in the corner. Get Gladys <laughs> in there, mate. She'd throw down. Uh, Mark McGowan would be odds-on favourite for that, I reckon. Got that Western Australian anger. <laughs> Ooh. Uh, all right, boys. Let's end it there. Anything else we'd like to say before we head on off out of the pub? Um, I love you all, and thanks for putting up with me and my bad jokes. <laughs> all good, man. Every, more than happy to put up with you. Uh, <laughs> love get, you, man. Get back so Ash can escape <laughs> Melbourne. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Like, I'm not like forcing people to get vaxxed. You don't have to, but it'd be nice if you did so I could leave my house. <laughs> Do your own research and come up with your own informed decision. It's the yeah, most exactly. intelligent yeah. thing to do. Don't not do it because people are like, ah, it'll give you 5G. <laughs> yeah, I don't and, even and understand can... that. It doesn't make sense. What does that mean? Um, that... Considering that since I got vaxxed, my phone signal has dropped out a bunch of times. <laughs> don't think that works. Don't think I get 5G. <laughs> Apparently, the thing mm. with 5G is that it makes you more susceptible to suggestion and um, basically labeling it as brainwashing. That's another thing yeah. that a certain person had said to me during a certain time in my life. <laughs> I don't believe. Mm. All right. 
Sorry Enough to hold that up. serious stuff. Exactly. Yeah. Anyway, guys, thank you very much for joining us. If you'd like to support the show, you can go and check it out on podcast services. It's live every Sunday at 5 o'clock, Australian Central Standard Time, on Twitch, YouTube, and uh, Facebook at iDruby. Go and check that out. Ash also hosts it as well on his Twitch channel. Ash, what's your Twitch channel? I do. It is goosegoose underscore 23 because apparently I'm addicted to geese. Yep. And go and check it out as well. He streams video games and whatever he feels like doing over there. Yeah. And uh, until next time, guys, I'll catch you later. <laughs> Farewell. Goodbye. Alfida, <laughs> son. Woohoo! <laughs> <laughs>